0: Was a horrific mass murder spree actually a cover to destroy the inventor of a life-changing technology? And then we take a look at the story of a young man who dies in a tragic accident. But when one of this young man's friends begins to have dreams about the recently deceased, it forces us to ask the question, why do some spirits stay behind today on dead rabbit radio hey everyone welcome back to another episode of dead rabbit radio i'm your host jason Garbiner. i'm having a great day i hope you guys are having a great day too i hope you guys are having tons of fun doing whatever you're doing we got a lot of stuff to cover today, so first off, running into Dead Rabbit Command is one of our legacy Patreon supporters. Everyone, get on your feet and give it up for fellow content creator. Woohoo, yeah, we! <laughs> jumping around, jumping around, fellow content creator. You are gonna be our captain, our pilot this episode you guys can't support the Patreon, I totally understand. I really do. Money is tight. But what you can do for me is help to spread the word about Dead Rabbit Radio. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell everyone you know. Dead Rabbit Radio is your favorite paranormal show. Also, I want to give another shout out to Into the Obscure Podcast. I did an interview with them last week. Fantastic podcast to be a part of. I Actually, that was a main part of our episode yesterday where I talked about one of the questions they asked me lot of fun over at Into the Obscure Podcast. Definitely check them out. All those links are going to be in the show notes. And November 10th through the 12th in Port Gamble, Washington is the Port Gamble Ghost Conference. And I will be speaking on November 10th. I will be giving a presentation at the Port Gamble Ghost Conference. So I hope to see as many of you there as possible. I think that would be a lot of fun. We had a really good turnout for the Seaside Oregon Ghost Conference. This one's further up. <laughs> this one's further up, so maybe we'll have it just as good as it turned out. Maybe we will be more people, but I'm going to have, even if no one shows up, I'm still going to have fun, but it would be cool to meet you guys. It's like I'm going to walk off stage and like, well, there's only three of you. I'm gone, but I'd like to meet you guys in person. But if you can't make it, I totally understand that as well. Fellow content creator, let's go ahead and I'm going to give you the hair hang glider. We're going to jump off the highest point of Dead Rabbit Command, glide us all the way out to New York. <sighs> At May 14th, 2022. We're in Buffalo, New York. This is where we had a man named Peyton Gendron, 18 years old. He lived in Conklin, New York. He drove all the way out to Buffalo, New York specifically because he wanted to shoot black people. He drove to a Topps grocery store and walked through the store, shooting 13 people, 11 of which were black men and women. He killed 10 of them out of the 13 shots. He he live-streamed the whole thing as well. Horrific, horrific hate crime by any means, by any definition. Absolutely horrendous, disgusting. And obviously, you know, like when it happened, I I don't remember if I actually read his manifesto or if they even released one. I know I did not watch the live streaming footage. Even, you know, I didn't I didn't go and watch that. I'd read descriptions of what had happened. Horrific. But then the conspiracy theories popped up. A very, very interesting conspiracy theory. There's really two. One, well, they're actually, there's two. And there's legitimacy behind both of them in a way. And one of them, though, I think is the cover for the other one. And I'll explain what I mean here in a second. This is a story I've actually sat on for a while. Um it's it it's it's going to be an interesting ride. Um simply because it, it's pretty inflammatory. But a lot of people are talking about it. A lot of people are discussing this and I went in fully fully prepared to believe in the conspiracy theory. Very very interesting because listen man, the world's full of evil people. People do crazy things. All the time. But also, sometimes people use crazy things to hide legit activities. One of the men who was shot during the shooting was a guy named Aaron Salter Jr. He was a retired police officer who was working security at this grocery store. And he opened fire. He returned fire on Peyton, but Aaron was killed unfortunately right someone comes into your place and is trying to shoot a bunch of people you wish that you get the first shot off blows brains out you know in the mass slaughter that's about to continue but aaron salter jr lived his life protecting people he is killed during this firefight aaron salter jr retired police officer security officer but also an inventor he had reportedly invented a car engine that runs on water. And the conspiracy theory is that this was not a random crime. The conspiracy theory is not that Peyton wasn't a lunatic racist dude. The conspiracy theory is not that no one else was shot there, it was all staged. No, the conspiracy theory is that the shooting was real, that Peyton was nuts. But the true target, the reason why he was sent to that specific store, he drove from Conklin, New York, 200-mile trip to Buffalo, New York. This 18-year-old kid went to this store specifically to kill the inventor of the water-powered car engine. Now, the crazy thing is, is that's not super crazy. We can look at people like Nikolai Tesla, who was inventing this crazy stuff, and you had the U.S. government trying to steal it, and you had Thomas Edison trying to shut him down. You can look at inventors, and this is is a very famous conspiracy theory. It's been around since I was a kid. It's really predated that, about... You have someone who invents a gas-powered engine or someone invents a car that runs on five gallons of gasoline will run all week long and they mysteriously die or they disappear or they just stop inventing like they had been paid off. Very, very common conspiracy theory. So you would go, yes, if you were able to create a water-powered engine, it would change everything. People like Elon Musk who are putting all their money in electric cars, they're done. All of the oil-pumping countries, the petrodollar, disappears. All of the power of crude oil-producing countries, they're over with. It would upend the national or the international order if this vehicle actually worked. And what's interesting, I saw this conspiracy theory. I started looking into it. Let's break it down. Aaron Salter Jr., Was he working on a water-powered engine? Yes. That is not up to debate. Multiple sources have said, yeah, he's working on a water-powered engine. In fact, here's a news report where they were interviewing him in his hometown about the water-powered engine. He has a YouTube channel where he's showing off his water-powered engine. Whether or not it works is a different issue. Was he inventing it? Was he working towards that goal? The answer is yes. So when I saw that, I go, okay, this is creepy. Because two things can be true at once. You can be a lunatic psychopath who believes that black people are inferior. Or really, Peyton's idea was that they were replacing white people in the United States, part of the great replacement theory. That could be true, and he could want to kill as many black people as possible. And he went to this particular store because there was one target who was, that he was ordered to kill. And that would be Aaron Salter Jr. And you go, Jay, well, okay, so now you're saying that he was ordered? Well, this is where the conspiracy theory, th- th- this is really what we have to look at. The conspiracy theory is that Payton was either mind controlled or ordered by a government agent or by someone in industry, but the conspiracy theory works better with a government agent right because they have access to all this mind control techniques. It's not like you go to it's not like you go to the gas station at Chevron and they're mind controlling you to go blow up the Exxon five blocks away. Payton's controlled by the government because they don't want to see a water powered engine either. To go to this particular gas station, kill as many black people as possible, but make sure you kill this guy. This is your mic control thing. Because if he walked in and just shot the security guard, there'd be way bigger questions. Why did this guy travel 200 miles just to shoot one guy? But here's the thing. That's a conspiracy theory. But Aaron was working on... The Water-Powered Engine. What I found... I don't want to say interesting... Because again, the topic's so so awful... But... I looked into it. He was actually... When I saw that he actually was creating the Water-Powered Engines... Obviously, my my conspiracy ears popped up. Or I could just probably say my eyebrow was raised. That's probably more believable. But as I looked into it more... He was... Specifically, was as an in, in the past. He That news report was about seven years old, if not older. His YouTube channel, where he was detailing his work, hadn't posted anything in the past seven years. There was only four videos on it, all to begin with. He kind of just showed how the setup was. He had made claims that he had driven the car for up to 30 miles an hour briefly. He kind of talked about how it worked and um nothing in 7 years so it wasn't like he was about to break through it wasn't like you know this shooting was in 2022 it's not like the government was like okay he's this close to taking us to day zero if this engine comes online if he's able to get this engine mass manufactured if he's about to have this meeting With this person in June of 2022. Everything's going to change. We've got to stop him now. There's no evidence of any of that. If anything it looks like he stopped working on the project. Quite a few years ago. But he did attempt it. So the conspiracy theory that he was targeted. Is still there. What I do believe though is that. That conspiracy theory. Was created to keep. Another. And I I don't even want to use the term conspiracy theory because we have proof that a lot of this stuff happened. We're just trying to figure out who said what. But it is a far grosser conspiracy theory and far more dangerous for the law abiding citizens of America to have to face. So and he, i I thought that he had I just hadn't read it. Peyton wrote a manifesto for sure it was hundred and eighty pages long. He talked about the great replacement theory. He talks about the great replacement theory. He talks about or he refers to black people as the replacers, and he goes and he goes to this grocery store to shoot it up. Why that grocery store was it just Aaron Salter just happened to work there? Was all of that a complete coincidence? Well, as the conspiracy theory community tries to figure that out, I came across this article that's just terrifying. 30 minutes before the shooting, Peyton, I believe this was on this Discord server, but it could have been in another place, online, Telegram or whatever. Peyton invited six people to be part of a private chat. And he told them what he was going to do. 30 minutes out from the shooting, he's already there. Right? It's a 200-mile journey. He's not, like, having this and then loading up and driving out to this grocery store. At this point, he's either the last leg of his journey or he's already there waiting. He has a conversation, a private chat room with six people. One of them we don't know the identity of i don't i don't know how we know this much of it but the feds are looking for these six people he talked to they want to know who they are because you you would you want to know if this is some sort of terror cell right you want to know if these six people are talking to others who are going to do something similar or if these six people are going to do something similar but from what we gather we haven't been given all the information. one of the men in this group of six was a retired federal agent, and we believe that he may have provided Peyton with some sort of information, but we don't know. We're trying to find out who these people were. It's possible one of them was a one of them was a fed currently working and was Do an undercover thing. See, this is the thing that's super suspicious about all of this. It is not outside the realm of possibility for federal agents to rile up people who are already walking on the edge. They do it on street protests. They do it online. You look for people who are already having some sort of mental health problem Or completely directionless in life. And you find them. We we do it all the time. They've done it with white supremacists. They've done it with Islamic terrorists. They'll do it with street protesters. You get these people and you rile them up. And then you arrest them. And the family's like, dude, that kid's an idiot. Like, he didn't graduate. He has an IQ of like 89 And the feds riled him up. They get that quick arrest, but sometimes you also think that, and again, if you want to push an agenda, you need certain things to happen. And if you rile this guy up and he just happens to go shoot up a grocery store because you put all this stuff in his head, but it serves your overall purpose, whatever that is. You're going to do it. Sometimes the government does it for that quick arrest, those headlines, those raises and promotions these agents get. Sometimes there's a darker thing. The, these forces within the government want to cause chaos. I mean, really, this is basically the whole idea of nine eleven was an inside job, but boiled down to a grocery store. It's that same thing. You have government forces working against the people they are supposed to serve. Is that what this retired federal agent was doing in this chat? Was he working of his own accord? Maybe he just hates black people. Maybe this retired federal agent just really dislikes black people and he supported the actions. But maybe he was following orders. Maybe this was part of a bigger plan. In his manifesto, in Peyton's manifesto, I thought this was... Tell me these words wouldn't resonate with someone on the edge. Tell me this wouldn't... I mean, if you are already, you got nothing to lose, you're young, and you are suffering from mental illness. This was a quote. uh, In Peyton's manifesto, he quotes this guy who goes by the name Sandman. We don't know who Sandman is. We don't know if he's this retired federal agent or someone else who was chatting with Peyton over the months or years leading up to this. But he quotes Sandman, and here's what we have. Quote, when the time finally comes to deal decisively with a whole host of society's problems and not to go to prison for it, you'll know. Just be ready. You have spent your entire life, from the day you were born, right up to this very moment, reading this sentence, coming to where you are right now. Look around you. Are you content with where you are right now? Are you where you want to be? If so, continue to march. If not, what are you going to do? What's your plan? Get and keep your mind, body, and spirit right. Pray. Lift. Run. Read shoot, and teach your kids to do those things. It's funny because looking at that sentence, that was multiple sentence, but looking at that paragraph out of context, that could apply to most people on the planet. Not all, but it, it says nothing about here on of race or culture or religion place in society, education level, age. None of that is here. The most powerful part of it is are you content with where you are right now? Nobody is. Are you where you want to be? Nobody is. It speaks to everybody. Everybody. But the person receiving this was the person who was also slowly being twisted by hate. You have spent your entire life from the day you were born right up to this very moment reading this sentence. Coming to where you are right now. Look around you. It's very evocative stuff. It's destiny is what this is talking about. Peyton's in prison for the rest of his life. Like I don't know how many of these mass shooters expect to get away with it. Most of them die. Most of them don't expect to get away with him. But... Tragic. Tragic. And I think that the whole conspiracy theory about Arthur and his water-powered engine is a cover for this part, is this very, very inflammatory, not just a manifesto, but the fact that there was, we believe, a retired federal agent, one of the final people... 30 minutes before the attack was talking to Peyton. And if anyone of if any one of them knew how to stop it, it would have been him. I mean, obviously you just call the police, that'd be the easiest thing, but you could have the bureau down there. If he's a retired federal agent, who does he have access to? What numbers does he have access to? Obviously, if he if I called and said, Hey, there's gonna be a shooting Somewhere in Oklahoma at this grocery store, you know what I mean? Like Versus, hey, I used to work for the government, you need to get me, you got to get 10 cars down there right now, this kid's about to do this stuff. Was it just a federal agent who agreed with Peyton, or was it a federal agent who was using Peyton as a patsy to pave forward some other agenda? And if that's the case, who's the next victim? Not just the victims of the mass shooting, I mean, who's the next young man or woman who's going to have their mind warped so they can go out and kill more people and then Sandman and his ilk will go on and find somebody else and somebody else And I think that's the real conspiracy I think the water-powered engine, while true, he was working on that I don't think that's the reason he was targeted I think he was in the wrong place at the wrong time But I think it's a cover story because it makes people look at that and not look deeper into the shooting. Not think about who Peyton was talking to. Who is Sandman? Where is he now? Terrifying stuff. Terrifying stuff. And again, we know the government does horrible things. The government does great things too. They're not like the worst thing in the world. We also know though governments can be insanely... Jaw-droppingly evil as well, and have the ability, the finances, and the control of the media to cover up their own crimes. Fellow content creator, I'm going to go ahead and toss you the keys to the Carpenter copter. We are leaving behind Buffalo, New York. Fly us all the way out to a dark road. <laughs> Fellow content creator, I'm going to go ahead and touch the keys of the Carpenter Copter. We are leaving behind Buffalo, New York. Fly us all the way out to a young woman's bedroom. We're at the house of this young woman. Let's go ahead and call her Samantha. Samantha is close friends with a young man. We're going to call him Tony. So you have Samantha and Tony... And Samantha said, Tony was a very close friend. I deeply, deeply loved him. He meant a lot to me. One night he died in a terrible accident. And she said, the night that he died, I had a dream. There was darkness everywhere. But in the darkness stood Tony. And this, what Samantha referred to as a refreshing light, surrounded Tony. She compared it to moonlight coming through a window. He's standing there wearing cargo shorts and a t-shirt. Pretty casual attire for a ghost. And he's just kind of standing there, and he looks at Samantha and says, there's an actual quote, Quote, hey, so I'm a ghost now. Again, a very flippant way to talk about being dead, right? (laughs) To ending the human experience, especially one where it's an accident. It's not an old man, not a natural death. We don't actually know what type of accident it is. Most... Like, when someone says they died in an accident, I think we default to an auto accident. But it could be accidental overdose. Could have been a farmhand accident falling into a wheat thresher. We don't know. But whatever the case, uh, Tony seems kind of fine with it. Hey, so I'm a ghost now. That's not the end of the story. But I will say, when I saw this, this is one of those stories that I kind of went back and forth wanting to cover. Because that's such an unusual introduction. I go, this is fake. This is one of those stories, like, this is totally fake. Like, that's dumb. This shows my own biases, right? The way that I cover stuff. The way I talk about stuff. The way I do. So I really went into her account. She posted this. Samantha posted this online underneath the name Nemo Hobbits. And I really kind of like poked around her account looking for stuff to see if she was posting other crazy paranormal events, stuff where ghosts are like, well, that just happened as their heads like rolling down the mountain. And they're like, well, I hate Mondays. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, this is dumb. This sounds like something that some hack writer would create. I went through her posting history. There was a little bit of other paranormal stuff, but minor things. Nothing like this. But the reason I wanted to cover it wasn't just because just because I wanted to talk about how lame that is. Because here's the thing. It, it shows my own biases. I don't know why I think all ghosts have to be spooky, ooky. Because I don't. I know ghosts can be clever or funny. And that might have be how Tony was. The, the, the khaki shorts and the shirt is not a big issue for me. But maybe this is the type of guy who Tony was and continues to be in death. But it did. I did go with this dumb. <laughs> That's super dumb. But anyways, the main reason I wanted to cover it. And the main reason why I took the time to really go through Nemo Hobbit's account. Because this next part that happens is something I've never heard of Before in the world of the paranormal, at least that I can recall. And it reminds me of a personal experience I had. And that is my biases, right? I talk a lot about ghosts because I've seen ghosts. I know they exist. I I love talking about all of this stuff, cryptids and UFOs and aliens and all this stuff. But I do have a biases towards ghosts because I've seen them. I know they exist. I've seen them for years and years and years. She said two days before Tony's funeral, she had another dream. It was another dark void, another warm light surrounding Tony. And Tony told her something, that if true, is quite beautiful. That if this statement is true, it could really rethink the way we look at short-term ghosts. Ghosts that are here for just a little while, not the ones that have been haunting a house for 80 years. Or maybe them too. In this dream, Tony told Samantha, quote, I've heard of restless spirits, but I've come to realize, this is what Tony's saying, but I've come to realize that restless feeling is the tug of everyone I care about thinking about me. Pretty beautiful, isn't it? Because we hear the term restless spirits a lot, and it's usually used in a negative connotation. A particular house is haunted by a restless spirit, and that's when you're getting low-level phenomenon over a sustained short period of time. This is usually also where you see these stories of people saying, "My grandpa always loved nickels," and one day I came home, like a couple months after my grandpa died or my uncle, whatever you I use as an example and i found a nickel in the middle of the floor where no one else had put a nickel now it's it's enough that a skeptic could go well you know maybe you had a hole in your pocket nickel fell out but for the person experiencing that that's a very joyous moment cuz it's proof that the soul doesn't obliterate on death the human body is so frail the soul is not that's kind of the the belief system of those who believe in the afterlife Your shirt can be easily ripped. You can literally rip it off yourself, but you can't rip off your own flesh. The thing that is surrounding us is very, very frail, and it can get diseased. It can fall apart with the right amount of force applied to it, a chainsaw to the neck. You know what I mean? But the soul is forever. Finding that nickel in the middle of your floor is proof to you that your uncle and or your grandpa is still around. This idea about the restless spirit being, I mean, isn't it's just such a beautiful idea. You would want to believe not just that life continues after physical death, but that they can still be aware of you. And I like this idea that you have this restless spirit, so let's extrapolate this out. Tony dies, and there is a natural process to dying. And I'm talking about after death. We don't know 100% what it is. Nobody does. Because we haven't gone through it. But what we can guess is that you die and your soul is then going to go into the afterlife. Whatever that is, right? If it's heaven if it's paradise, if it's reincarnation. But before that happens, there does seem to be a period of time on Earth, whether it's minutes, days, weeks. When it gets to months and years, now it's haunting. Now it's a haunting. Something went wrong in the death process. The soul did not go to the next step. But in those first days, weeks, that could be because people are still mourning you so deeply that it's not that you don't want to go to the next step. It's not that you don't want to go to paradise. It's that you're not ready to leave yet. You're restless. And you're not ready to leave yet because the people around you aren't ready to let you go yet. And, you know, to be fair, I don't think... When somebody dies, we very rarely, quote unquote, let them go. And I talked about this a long time ago on my podcast. I always thought this was interesting and it kind of ties into this. I have had this thing that generally when a loved one close to me dies, within a week, I usually, within a week, I'd have a dream of them uh, coming to me. And it wouldn't be a dream where they show up and they're like, well. Guess what, sonny boy, I'm dead. And <laughs> my grandma's wearing khaki shorts and a t-shirt. Well, what do you know? Death comes for us all. It wasn't that, right? It was just the dream that they were in. But that was the signal that they had passed on. It was a very brief window of time. I would have a dream after they passed away where they would be in the dream and I'd feel the love and the laughter and the memories but the dream wouldn't be them giving me any sort of message it would just be a dream about them but when my grandma Miller died she was the matriarch of the family she was the one that kept everyone together well it's not just me and my family right I got cousins and nieces and nephews and brothers and sisters and the family just goes on and on and grandma miller was the pin that held everything together this is where people came up from the other side of the state to have thanksgiving no matter how far the family got spread out it was always at grandma's house we'd have these big celebrations and she died fairly suddenly like she was sick but she shouldn't have died that night she shouldn't have died that year She could have pulled through, but she she died. And I remember it was a long time before I dreamt about her. Uncomfortably long. I remember thinking, did she miss something? Did she not? move on? Did she go somewhere else? What if they only show up in my dreams when they're headed to heaven and she's in hell? It was a while. I was starting to worry. And then after a period of time, I don't remember exactly how long it was at this point, but after a period of time, I had a dream. My grandma Miller was there full of warmth and life and love. I remember I woke up the next morning and I said, okay, good. she's moved on. But it was a much longer process than anyone else. And when I read this, I go, that would kind of make sense. You know, when my great-grandmother passed away, she was 95? 93? 93, 90, 93, 94, 95? So all, everyone who loved her, I mean, obviously her family did, but I was one of the closest people to her. All of her brothers and sisters had already died, You know, all of her friends were already dead. I saw her ghost. Pretty sure and I saw her ghost. I shouldn't say that. But that's what it feels like, right? When I have these dreams. But with my grandma. It took so long. I was starting to get worried. But it makes sense if everyone else was in such mourning, mourning over all of it. I mean, obviously, I missed my grandma, my grandmother dearly. But I think it's one of those things. It's. I'm usually the last to grieve because I'm trying to be there for other people. But it's a beautiful thought, right? That when you're dead, you're just pulled in these different directions because the people love you so much. The people who thought about you. People who make those, oh, I wish I should have called. I don't. I can't believe I didn't send him that Facebook message that day. Oh, I remember that time he asked to, if I wanted to go see that movie, and I said no, and, and I didn't talk to him for three years, not because I didn't like him, but just because of life. Now he's dead, you, you get all of that getting pulled this direction, that direction. And I think there is, in a way, a beauty in the afterlife. There's definitely a peace that no mortal can know. I don't think that's any reason to hasten it. There's no reason to be like, what, what everlasting peace? I'm not saying that, I'm not promoting that. But it's neat to come across a ghost story like this. Come across a ghost story that's more uplifting. I mean, don't get me wrong. I got 100 spooky ones coming up. I love the spooky ones, too. But This one is that element of why a ghost... And see, here's the thing. I do believe that there's also a... I don't know the rules, right? But there's some sort of window of opportunity that you can be getting pulled this way and that way and every which way. And you are so full of all the love here on Earth. After you've passed, you're getting pulled in each direction, your astral body, your soul. That you end up missing that window to take that next step to move into the afterlife. And now you are trapped on Earth as a ghost. As a spirit. To wander the land. If lucky. Worst case scenario, you're just trapped in a house. Even if you decide to stay in this house because this is where your family is and you love all the love that they give you, both when you are living and now when you're dead, eventually they're going to move. And now you're in the house full of strangers who don't love you. They don't know you. They've never known you and they never will know you. And yet here you are standing in the darkest corner of their house watching them live life. So I think there is that short window of opportunity. So a beautiful feeling can end up becoming something that instead of lifting you up, can hold you down. I think we all know that, right? You got to leave town for that big job opportunity, but all your friends are here. This is where your home is. This is where you know all the shortcuts you know the best places to eat you've lived your whole life in this town but you gotta move out you gotta go and explore and live a life and it's real hard to leave isn't it it's real hard to leave and on earth We always have the option of coming back and visiting our old hometown, catching up with our buddies, walking down those same streets you grew up on. You can move to the other side of the globe, but when you take a vacation, you can always head back home. Even though you might not return as much as you say you will, there's always that opportunity. Once you step beyond the realm of the living, once your ghost says, you know what, I've had enough of Earth, it's been a great ride, but it's time for me to see what's on the other side, there is no coming back. I think if you grew up in a crummy town with a bunch of crummy neighbors and you hated your family, you can't wait to leave. But if you loved your town and you love life, and you have these great friends while you're here, and when you're dead, they still mourn you, and you can feel the love coming from every possible direction. I bet it is really hard to leave. I bet it is really hard to go into the light. But from what we know of ghosts, no matter how much love you receive here after your death, If you do not go into the light, you will be trapped on Earth, haunting the darkness. DeadRabbitRadio at gmail.com is going to be our email address. You can also hit us up at facebook.com slash deadrabbitradio. TikTok is at deadrabbitradio. Dead Rabbit Radio is the daily paranormal conspiracy and true crime podcast. You don't have to listen to it every day, but I'm glad you listened to it today. Have a great one.